Welcome to Coach Lead Teach, episode number 13. The space for educators to engage in the latest strategies, tips, and tools to grow leaders. I'm your host, Brittany Carpenter. Thanks for joining us. Now let's get ready to grow. Hello, I'm Brittany Carpenter, host of Coach Lead Teach. Well, it is another wonderful week in September, and I'm really excited for you to get to hear from my author today, Whitney LaRocca. She teams up with Jeff Anderson to create the Patterns of Power Plus Kit, which is an extension of Patterns of Power inviting young writers into the conventions of language. In this, you're going to learn more about what they're offering in this kit and how it's a great add-on to the Patterns of Power text if you already have it. Or maybe you haven't started using this text yet and you've heard about the new movement with mentor sentences. This kit or the book itself is something that you might want to add to your toolkit to help you and your writers make the transition from grammar instruction to wonderful writing and editing skills. Remember, you can help us spread the word about the great content found here by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media. Make sure you tag the Coach Lead Teach podcast and my guest today at Whitney underscore LaRocca. Also, don't forget to leave a review for our podcast to be entered to be featured on an upcoming episode and win a Target gift card. Now, let's dive in. Okay, I'm here today with Whitney LaRocca. Hi, Whitney. Hi. Good morning. We are so excited to have you join us today. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your home life, your hobbies, or something you're passionate about? Okay, sure. Um, I am, mm, let's see, my home life, I am the mom of a third grader, um, an eight-year-old girl, and then I also have a 21-year-old stepson who's in the Marine Corps right now, and um, then I've been married for 15 years, and um, some of my hobbies or what I'm passionate about, I love to work out. I'm a runner, um, so I enjoy running. I do a couple half marathons a year, and um, I love to read, of course, and write, and I'm just, I guess I'm just passionate about um, just the way that children learn and get excited when they learn something new. And I like to just see uh, the engagement that happens when children are excited about learning. And I just feel that we need to get more of this into our schools as much as possible. Absolutely. I think we're on the same page with that. So what's your favorite half marathon that you've ever done? Oh, I think probably the country music half marathon in Nashville. Um, That one was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Pretty hilly being from Houston where there's no hills and then going to Nashville and running there. I wasn't expecting the hills there, but um, other than that, it was just a really fun half marathon. Uh, Lots of music going on and just a fun place to visit. Oh, well, that's neat. I didn't know that. I always enjoy hearing about the other side of (laughs) authors' lives. Um, So what inspired you to start working with Jeff Anderson and focusing on helping students become better readers and writers? Well, I've always um, been interested in ways to get 
children to be more engaged in their own reading and writing and to find their own identity in the world of literacy. Um, and so when I was an instructional coach, I was working with, um, my teachers, my writing vertical team, and we were, uh, looking at writing samples and talking about what was going well, um, with the writing in our classrooms and then what inconsistencies did we still see. And, uh, we had noticed that students were not transferring the work that we were doing in the area of editing and teaching of grammar and conventions um, with mm. the methods of instruction that we were using at the time, which was um, primarily DOL and daily edit. And um, mm-hmm. I happened to be reading Jeff's book, Everyday Editing, at the time. And um, so I just put it out there for my teachers and said, you know, this guy named Jeff Anderson, (laughs) he has a a different approach to this work. And I'm wondering if you guys will um, go on me with this journey. If I make a couple lessons for you guys to get started with um, using his ideas, how can, you know, we change our way of instruction to see if we can get more from our students. And so my teachers, luckily they trusted me and we went together as a team to uh, try this work out. And it worked extremely well. We saw a huge difference right away, um, both with the engagement um, in our classrooms, but also the transfer into their own writing. And I remember when we first started doing this work, we had a writing sample, like a benchmark assessment in fourth grade, um, Mm -hmm. where students had to do some writing. And we were, I remember the, the ESL support teacher brought some writing samples down to me. She and I were going through them um, to score them as a, an additional score. And we w- were so excited just about the transfer uh, that we were seeing right away into their writing. And so we knew that Jeff's ideas were working. So I just continued to create more lessons. And um, then Jeff came to our district and did some training in our district. And he and I got to talking and we decided to go ahead and create Patterns of Power together. So it was pretty exciting when he asked me to do that work with him. That's awesome. I just think that's really neat because I guess I jumped in in that district um, as an ESL teacher and working alongside a coach around that time when when that was really starting to get rolling. And um, I got to see teachers using the PowerPoints that y'all created, you know, to help teachers implement this district wide. And I remember thinking, this is so different than anything (laughs) I've ever seen done. And I was kind of like, okay. I was like wrapping my brain around how it worked and, and, um, I saw the same thing that it really did stick with kids. So, um, that's so exciting. And I'm excited about the new, um, parts of patterns of power that that you guys are launching. And we're going to dig into that in a minute. So I know that, like we said, you previously worked in the public school district. Tell us a little bit about how um, life compares these days, (laughs) working as a co-author and a consultant with um, Jeff Anderson, who's being increasingly well known really fast. (laughs) Yeah. So Jeff has um, been very well known in the world of um, like middle school and high school for Mm. a very long time, for probably about 20 years. And um, now with Patterns of Power, he's really becoming known in the elementary world. And it just makes me excited because I know that he's wanted um, to bring this work down to the primary levels where the foundation is really built, um, where students then can Mm -hmm. work up into the middle school and continue to implement this work. Um, And so I guess 
the the biggest change for me is just the um the schedule i you know i'm traveling a lot and i think it's been so exciting for me to get into different districts and different schools and work with teachers all over the nation um and i one thing i'm finding out is you know that we all are dealing with um the same things of high demands, um, more and more Mm -hmm. demands and less and less time, um, to get everything in. And so it kind of is comforting to know that we're all in the same boat. Um, and then it's exciting for me to bring in patterns of power to these districts and talk with teachers because I see the excitement in their eyes and, um, I see their, their gears inside their brain turning on, um, you know, how we can make this work into our classrooms and, oh yeah, it really can be done in 10 minutes a day. And, um, and Mm. then when teachers are posting on Twitter and Facebook about what's happening in their classrooms and they're excited, it's really fun just to see that. So I think that's the biggest difference for me is just the schedule. Um, you know, I'm traveling and I, my schedule's just really inconsistent, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but, um, but it's been fun to just get to know teachers all over the nation and just build more relationships. Um, I feel like now I have friends everywhere, um, instead of just in my district, but I am finding that we all want what's best for kids and we want to, um, find the most engaging way to bring this work to our classrooms. Yeah. And I imagine just seeing the scope of how, um, how big, you know, there, it feels like everything's so different everywhere, but then mm-hmm. actually it's all the same. Yeah. Um, so, well, we're going to talk more about how we can engage our youngest writers in conventions okay. right after this break. Perfect. I hope you're enjoying this episode with our outstanding author, Whitney LaRocca. When we're talking right now, we're talking about all the things grammar and editing in this episode, but I want to make sure you go check out her resource from Stenhouse Publishers at stenhouse.com and search for Patterns of Power Plus. I'll also link it up in our show notes. You'll find many resources such as Patterns of Power, Inviting Young Writers into Conventions of Language, which is perfect for grades one through five, and Patterns of Power Plus extension lessons for young writers that are grade level specific. These support the process with ready to go, easy to manage lessons that bring joy to learning and learning conventions of language. This kit will blow your mind of how quick and easy it is to unbox and teach from. Go check it out and follow our author at her Twitter handle, Whitney underscore LaRocca for more updates. Now let's dig in more about using mentor sentences to help students use inquiry-based learning to explore author's craft. Okay, I'm back with author Whitney LaRocca, and we're talking about um, Patterns of Power that she has collaborated with Jeff Anderson on. So Whitney, you're known as an expert on mentor (laughs) sentences. Give us your opinions about why this strategy is so powerful for helping young writers. So it's funny to think that I'm known as an expert because I don't see myself that way at all. Um, I definitely (laughs) learn along with everyone else, but I think um, using mentor sentences, it's just... It's powerful because it's authentic and um, it's writing that our kids see when they are reading and 
I think that's probably the most powerful. I remember when I used to teach um, in the land of rules where you're allowed to do something and you're not allowed to do something. And when I would tell students that they are not allowed to start a sentence with and, but then we would turn around into books and find sentences that start with and, it really sent a lot of mixed messages that they're not allowed to do it, but, um, you know, authors of these books are. And so yeah, we've all been there. Exactly. Right. And I felt like it became a mission of my third graders to go and find all the rules that were being broken and bring them to me. Um, and so that's when I really started to think about this land of rules and how, you know, we shouldn't be teaching, um, right and wrong because writing is so personal and writer's craft allows you to take risks with your writing and try out different things. And so we need to know the universal structures to create meaning and for our readers, but then we can also play around with that and get crafty with it through author's craft. Um, and so that's what I love about mentor sentences is it brings that author's craft to life for students and it really shows different ways that they can, um, create craft in their own writing. Um, even our youngest ones, they can see, you know, we work towards correctness. So we use sentences, of course, that are written, um, that follow the patterns that we want to focus on. Um, and students are able to see the right way of how it's done. And then they can take that, the, that sentence just as their model and, uh, go from there and they can try out the model exactly, or they can add to it and just have a chance to play around with writing and language. And it's just a way to bring play into the writing classroom. Yes. And I love the way that it's, it just feels so natural because it's like how a reader really is. They notice things. And so I love that, um, you know, that invitation to notice, you know, come, come look at this with me. Let's study it together and let's try to be like this author. Absolutely. Um, Well, and they just become different readers as well. And they start to find their authors that they love um, and the writing styles they love. I had a a fourth grader last year that actually she started coming to me in third grade, um, wanting me to confer with her about her writing. And we continued this um, relationship when she was in fourth grade as well. And she would, she's working on writing these different chapter books and these novels. And, um, she would bring her writing to me and we'd confer about it. And, um, I remember the very first time that she and I taught, she asked me in the hallway, Hey, can I have a writing conference with you? And of course I said, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she brought her writing to me and I, and I just asked, you know, well, how did you get your ideas? Kind of where, you know, where are you going with your writing? What's your plan? Where have you been? And she instantly went into her favorite authors and how she's studying those authors as a third grader. And, um, Mm. you know, and that she liked the writing styles and she was using those authors as her mentors. And it just was powerful to me to see it from a student's point of view that if we're teaching with model sentences and showing children that authors can be our teachers, um, they turn around and find those authors that are their favorite and they start to internalize that idea that authors are our teachers. And so I just thought it was Mm -hmm. really neat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been talking about this book, Patterns of Power, but y'all have something new <laughs> that you're releasing or have y'all already yes. released it? Yes. So okay. we have Patterns of Power, which is for grades one through five. Um, and our intention with Patterns of Power was to bring the idea of the imitational method that Jeff had um, created 
many years ago in everyday editing mechanically inclined. And we wanted to bring that idea down into the elementary levels. And so, um, knowing how incredibly busy, uh, elementary teachers are, um, we really wanted to bring the process down into the elementary levels and then create a resource that supports that process. And we wanted the resource to be something that teachers could pick up and use right away without a lot of prep, Mm -hmm. without a lot of reading. Um, if they have an understanding of the process, they could turn around and use this resource and um, in any classroom. And we did it for grades one through five, uh, so we could cover all of the standards and allow for differentiation because we all know that our students come to us not working um, necessarily on the standard of our grade level, and we have to sometimes... Um, work below standard or even with some of our kids work above standard. And so we created patterns of power to create um, a differentiation resource for the teachers. And when it came out, we were so excited because teachers loved it (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. wanted more. They kept asking for more. And so um, we went back to the drawing board and said, yeah, let's create more. And, um, so we, in June, we released our patterns of power plus, which, um, are grade level specific extension lesson kits. And so there are additional lessons, um, that are specific for each grade level grades one through five. And within that box, um, there's lessons and then there are support materials, um, that are pretty much everything's prepped for you, uh, which is what the teacher love even more. There's a flip chart. Yes. The flip chart has every, all of the components of the process written out for them so they could display it. Um, the focus phrases are on cards for them. There's a student notebook that's ready to go for students. And, um, and then there's our companion website attached to that as well that has videos on it uh, for further um, learning for the teachers. So it just... Um, it was exciting, uh, is especially exciting for me because on patterns in patterns of power, um, I originally started this work with Jeff as, um, more of a contributor, a consultant type, um, you know, let me give you my feedback. You're doing the writing, but let me give you my feedback from an elementary point of view. And that was Mm kind of how we started it. So, um, the deal was it was going to be Jeff Anderson with Whitney LaRocca and my name was going to be real small. And it was, (laughs) it was, um, but it turned out that he and I became such a good partnership. We really complement each other well, and we just kind of pretty much read each other's minds. And we've just become so close in this work. Um, we pretty much talk every day now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. we found out that when, the book came out and we went back and reflected on it. Um, you know, we really were more co-authors in this than just, um, author and contributor. And so when we created patterns of power plus, we decided to make that an and situation. So it's Jeff Anderson and Whitney LaRocca. Um, and so my name's the same size. It's pretty exciting. And Jeff tells, (laughs) Jeff tells everyone that I graduated from a preposition to a conjunction and that grammar (laughs) really does matter. So, um, that has been really exciting because, uh, teachers now have resources that are grade level specific, but we encourage them to still use patterns of power to help differentiate as well. Um, so to create 
to have something that could benefit them the entire year and support them in this process for the entire year, um, they can use the X plus and the patterns of power together. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, just recently, um, beginning of August, I think it was, um, patterns of power in Espanol was released. So we now have a resource that, um, it is created for the dual language classroom. So it coincides with patterns of power. And so we have the lessons in English, um, that address the English standards in patterns of power. And now we have lessons that are side by side with those that, um, address the Spanish language standards. And, they are adaptations. They're not translations, which is really exciting for bilingual teachers. We use authentic Spanish mm-hmm. literature and um, we address even the um, specific to Spanish standards as well. And so we have a lot of bilingual teachers out there that are super excited because now they can really bring patterns of power um, to meet the needs of their all their learners uh, throughout their day. And so we're really excited yes, about that. That is very exciting. Yes. Yeah. And Caroline Sweet was our um our co-author on that. She is in Austin ISD. Uh, she is a dual language teacher and coach. And um, a fun fact about her was she had Jeff Anderson as her teacher when she was in fourth grade. Oh that's so it's so really cool. fun to see that make full circle there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've talked quite a bit about my next question already. So I'm trying to think like maybe you can talk to us a little bit about um, how how kids we've talked about how it can help them make that connection from what they're learning about grammar and the rules and then how to make the mentor sentences helps them make the connection into their compositions and prose. Um, I guess my question is, I know that it, it really addresses um, grammar and editing skills. Um, is there anything in there that talks about like more of the craft? I know you kind of mentioned that, but does it have a section that kind of digs into like craft and like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking more like introductions, conclusions, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, so Patterns of Power is really grounded in author's purpose and craft. So author's purpose is um, why do authors do something? And author's craft is how. How do they choose to do that? And so we um, look at author's purpose and craft in every single lesson through our mentor sentences. So we always ask, you know, what do you notice about the choices the author made? Why did they do that? How did they choose to do that? Um, And so we are constantly bringing in author's purpose and craft into every single um, lesson that we do. Do we have lessons specifically on introductions and conclusions? No, we don't. Um, The the resource really is for teaching grammar and conventions. Um, But with that being said, it is a process that we use. And so it's a seven step process, um, imitation to notice. So first you throw out the mentor sentence and ask the students, you know, what do you notice? Let's think about the choices the writer made to make meaning. What do you notice about the choices he or she made? Um, And then we compare and contrast that sentence with another sentence like it. And then the um, class and the teacher work together to imitate that and try out that pattern on our own. Um, and then the students 
do another one by themselves, and we celebrate that. And then we move into application. And then that application is where we really take that and move it into our own writing. And we um, we want to apply it during writing in science and writing in social studies and writing across the day and also during reading. Um, you know, where are we finding it in our reading? How are other authors using the same um skill or focus phrase. And then we have our editing conversation at the end. So with that process, the students really start to understand the steps of the process. And so when it is time to teach during our writing time, when we're teaching, say, the forms of writing, um, let's say we're teaching... In Texas, we call it expository writing, but let's say it's opinion writing or um, informational writing. What we can do is use the same process when we're looking at introductions or conclusions um, or, you know, other craft moves. Um, we can we can use that same process and find other pieces of writing and have students compare and contrast those. I know one year I was working with a fourth grade um, group of students. I had a little tutorial group that I, I was helping get ready for the star test, and um, we were working on introductions. And so I had put up four different types of introductions, and I didn't start off any other way than I normally do. I put the four types up there and I just said, what do you guys notice? And they had a conversation around those introductions and they immediately took themselves in to the compare contrast um, without my prompting. And I really wasn't expecting that lesson to follow the patterns of our process. I really wasn't. Um, it just naturally did that because the students understood the process. And so they naturally took themselves through it. Uh, so when it was time for them to try out their own introduction, they automatically used the mentors that were up there and imitated. They chose one that they wanted to try out and they imitated it. Um, and so it was just really neat to see how naturally that process moved into other parts of the writing that we were teaching. So I think that, yeah, I love yeah, that. We yeah, it's like we're teaching them like a way of, of studying others, like we've yes. mentioned, but it just becomes like, that's their, their uh, muscle memory. Absolutely. So then they apply it in different types of settings and different parts of their writing. I love well, that. And it's an, Are there yeah, any, that, pro that, oh, yeah, that process, it's really an inquiry process. And, um, I know that I went to a school up in Colorado and, um, that principal had asked every teacher in the building to come to this training, um, where I talked about the process. So I had the art teacher there. I had the music teacher there. I had the PE teacher there I had everyone there. And, um, at lunchtime, the art teacher and the music teacher both came to me and said, I love this process. I'm going to turn around and use it in my class because we can do this when we're looking at artwork or when we're creating music, we can do the exact same thing. And it just made me really think about, yeah, this is just an inquiry process that we can use across any subject area. Um, you know, patterns of power is just a resource to support that work. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so do y'all have some self-assessment tools or rubrics at the end when they're doing that mm -hmm. application piece or something along yeah, those lines? So we do, um, in Patterns of Power Plus, actually, we have... Um, they have the student notebook and we refer to that student notebook throughout Patterns of Power Plus that says, hey, take a minute to go back to the notebook and look over what you've done so far and set some goals. You know, what have you achieved so far? Mm -hmm. Set some goals for your future writing. Um, we have that. And then 
we always um, can use the focus phrases on a rubric if we need to okay. do that. Um, I do recommend doing that when we're looking at just the writing that we do. Use the focus phrases as your editing checklist and then as your rubric um, because those are ones that s- students have um, gained knowledge of and they have an understanding of and they have ownership in that work. So when we're thinking about assessing, we can use those focus phrases a lot for that type of work. I love that. Okay. We're going to be back with more advice for our listeners right after this break. I want to jump in and give my Coach Lead Teach listeners a heads up about an upcoming episode I'm going to be sharing very soon. The title of episode 14 is The Joy and Effort Connection, and I'm talking with author Rita Platt about her new book, Working Hard, Working Happy. This is a cannot miss episode. Rita is a friend of a friend. You are going to really enjoy our discussions about this book. I've been reading and following her on her podcast, Guiding Principles, her Twitter, at Rita Platt, and digging into this new book, Working Hard, Working Happy. There's so much great meat in here about all the big topics right now. Student ownership, group mindset, building resilience in learners, and creating a joyful classroom. Join us for the next episode of Coach Lead Teach, where we'll dive into this with Rita herself. If it's just too hard to wait, though, fine. You can go ahead and grab her book today from Amazon. Can't wait to share this great episode with all of you. Now, go grow leaders. Okay, I'm back with Whitney LaRocca. Um, Whitney, what advice would you offer for a teacher who wants to begin using mentor sentences to support their writers? Um, My first piece of advice would go ahead and get patterns of power. (laughs) And the reason why Mm -hmm. is because the lessons are created for you. So if you're just getting started, this is a great place um, to read about the process at the beginning. We have three very short chapters that explain uh, the process and how to further um, apply and transfer to their own writing. And then we have a ton of lessons. We have over, I think, 75 lessons. Um, And so for beginning teachers, it is written out for you following the process. And so you're really able to follow it and try it out. And then when you really get the hang of it, you can definitely take other sentences from texts that you have in your classroom and follow the same process. Um, but for beginning the teachers, I, the resource is really, um, helpful and easy to use. Um, it's very Mm -hmm. teacher friendly. It really is. I can vouch for that. And um, we purchased it at a campus that I was at two Mm -hmm. years ago. Well, the district gave it to us for every grade level. And a lot of people hadn't didn't know anything about it. They didn't really know it was coming. And so they just like were at a meeting and we were like, oh, by the way, here's this new book for you. And by the end of that meeting, all the teachers were coming to me like, do you know about this? What can we do about this? Looks so exciting. I can't wait to go use this right now. So even without any training, they were really excited to get rolling. So, um, 
I think it's a very easy turnkey mm-hmm. product. Well, and so. we just use so many visuals um, in it as well. And I think visuals mm-hmm. are a great help to anyone, <laughs> kids and teachers alike. Right. So. Yeah. So what about the school mm-hmm. leader who's listening, who's wanting to integrate more ideas from your book? What do you think that they would want to do to get this work rolling? Well, I think first, um, if they have a chance to go to a training by me and Jeff, um, at a mm-hmm. con- we do lots of conferences, any of that. Um, I think that if they see our name on the program, jump into one of our sessions because we get a lot of principals in those types of sessions and they come out going, oh, I need to bring this to my school. Like, because we go through right. the power behind the process and the theory behind it um, and how you know, we want to um, bring more student engagement to our classrooms and have more ownership and transfer. And that's all through inquiry and play. And um, so I think, first of all, that if teacher or if principals are going to conferences, you know, check to see if Jeff or I are at the conference and come see us. Um, but then just they can easily skim through the book themselves and see how um, friendly it is. And we can go, you can go on the Stenhouse website, which is stenhouse.com and just search patterns of power. And there's actual videos of um, Jeff and I teaching in the classroom using this work, as well as there is a webinar um, where we explain the process or really revising and editing um, that is free as well um, that they could, they could watch and get to know us a little bit in the work that we do. So, uh, and then, you know, school leaders, I'm always big on um, getting it in classrooms, going and trying it out themselves. And, um, mm-hmm. and if they have an instructional coach, get the instructional coach to go into a couple of classrooms and do it with the teachers and have the teachers try it out. And I'm telling you, once the teachers try it out, they usually are like, yes, I want to keep doing this. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, maybe for the teacher who, who's kind of mm-hmm. started using mentor sentences and they want to kind of take it to the next yeah. level, what do you think would be their next steps? Um, I definitely think, first of all, take a look at their um, the writing that their students are doing and determine mm-hmm. next steps. You know, what are their students ready for? What, what are they needing next? What are they already doing? Of course, we want to always build on what they're doing. So what are they doing right now in their writing and what are some possible next steps for that? Um, and then once they determine those next steps, they can um, begin finding some sentences in their own mentor text or additional lessons in patterns of power, either one, um, that really address those next steps. And they can create more lessons. They can actually even have some students create lessons and do those um, with other mm. students. We see that a lot, too, where kids understand the process and they end up finding sentences they love. And they go through the process with students around them. So um, I think that more student ownership and engagement, um, let the students be the teachers. I like that idea. That's really neat. I can totally envision (laughs) that. And that would be really, really powerful. Um, So before I do question number 10, if you're looking Uh at our outline, I'm going to kind of jump into one of our bonus questions. We're talking about mentor text. Is there a mentor text that you're, or maybe a couple that you're like, if you don't have these in your library yet, this would be a great one to have because I know it's really powerful if the students have actually read the the text as Mm -hmm. a whole, you know, before they see that quote. I mean, it's still powerful either way, but. 
Oh, there's, there's so many, I think any book you're in love with can be a mentor text. Um, I I really, I really believe that, you know, I just finished reading a girl called bicycle. Um, it's blue bonnet book this year. And Mm. I just thought of so many different, as I was reading it, I was like, Oh, I could use this book for that. And I could use this book for that. And now I'm reading captain superlative, which I am loving. Um, again, I'm finding so many sentences in there that I could turn around and use. Um, don't for the younger ones. Um, we don't eat our classmates has been the, <laughs> that is just a really fun book to read, but there's some really powerful writing in there as well. Um, I don't, I just, I think any book you love can be a mentor text. I, it's hard to pick just one or two or some of my favorites because I could go on and on talking about books. I yes. just, I, there's so many out there. Um, I will say we, um, through Stenhouse, we also have our mentor text sets, which are grade level specific. Um, And the mentor text sets are Jeff and I's favorite top 10 from that. We, um, we mention in patterns of power, um, just our favorite top 10 per grade level. Um, So, and that doesn't necessarily mean they would use that lesson from patterns of power with those texts. We just feel those are our favorite texts for teaching writing in those grade levels. Um, but they are also mentioned in patterns of power in some way. So there's that connection there. Um, but I'm yeah, have to go check yeah. that out. I didn't know you we offered that. that. And that then sounds for great. patterns of power plus we have our anchor text sets, which are the books that go with the lessons in patterns of power plus. So we do have those options okay. available as well. Is it part of the box, the Power into Power box? Does it come um, with the Anchor it's Text an sets or like a separate bundle? So the Anchor okay. Text okay. Um, go with the Plus, but it's, it is an additional purchase. Okay. That sounds like a great, a great way to build up for your sure. library, especially for somebody who really wants to make sure that their kids um, have some rich text for interactive read alouds yes. as well and as I also, that. So. Um, I think that any diverse text that we can get into our classroom, mm-hmm. the more that we can do that, the better as well. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. the Jacqueline Woodson's most recent one now, I now I begin today. I begin. I'm trying to remember the title. I see the girl on the cover. I love that book. Um, Oh, I see the little girl on today. I begin or now I begin. I can't remember the exact title. I'll link it up in our show notes. I really love that (laughs) one. It came, um, it, it came out last year. So I think, but anytime in, um, puppy's motorcycle, Poppy and my motorcycle, Poppy and his motorcycle. That's another uh, new one. That's a fantastic diverse text as well. So there's just, I think if okay. you just go search, you know, um, diverse text list, it's a great way to add more into our classrooms as well. I love it. Um, okay. So one last, one last little dig for, cause we have a lot of leaders that listen to our mm-hmm. podcast. Um, so if for somebody who's wanting to kind of one day in the future, possibly move over into consulting or maybe writing, do you have any advice for them? What could they be doing now to get ready uh, for that? Sharing their story. I, I think that is so important mm-hmm. to get out there and network and share your story. I uh, get on Twitter, get on Voxer, get, um, you know, I think those are the two biggest ones where you can really connect with people and engage in conversation, um, with people all over and kind of open your eyes a little bit more, uh, go to conferences, um, you know, and just go to leadership conferences, go to other conferences, get to know people and make connections, um, and just build relationships. I, 
the way that Jeff and I, it was just kind of, I never really expected it to. I always wanted to go into consulting and just never really knew how to break into it. And, you know, it's just mm-hmm. the connections that you make. And I was, um, I was on Twitter and then, um, we had, you know, a, a person from the district that connected the two of us together. And then he and I just got to talking and I offered to share I asked, actually asked for feedback on a lesson that I wrote um, and sent him uh, a lesson that I wrote for first grade and asked for feedback. And that's what kind of got the ball rolling of him and I getting together. Um, so I think just don't be afraid to put your stuff out there and share your story and just make connections and um, always be willing to grow and ask for feedback and learn from one another. I love it. Mm -hmm. All true. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. (laughs) Um, I am always looking for opportunities to to network and to learn from others around us because um, it's just so exciting to me to hear other people's stories and pick up those little nuggets of gold along the way. Yeah. so, well, thank you so much for joining us today on Coach Lead Teach. For my listeners out there, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. So, Whitney, where can our listeners find more about you and your work? Well, I have, I am on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Whitney underscore LaRocca. Um, and then uh, we also on Facebook, we have a Facebook community Um the Patterns of Power Facebook community. So if you're on Facebook, you can join that community. You do have to answer a couple quick questions um, just to make sure you're not a robot coming into our community. But teachers are able to do a lot of networking in there and connect with one another and ask questions of each other. And Jeff and I are in there um, answering questions as well and, and chatting with teachers. Um, and then I also have a website. It's just WhitneyLaRocca.com. Um, just another place where you can get a hold of me. So... Uh, Great. Thank you. I'll make sure and I post all of that in our show notes. So if you didn't grab that, go check out our show notes for more information as well as all the different books that we mentioned. And join us next week when we talk with author and fellow podcaster Rita Platt. And for now, go out there and grow great leaders.